Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy! Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. Oh yeah, that's right. Welcome in Tuesday morning to the Matlock Show. My goodness, I'm fired up on a Tuesday. I'm getting ready to jump in my car and travel to Monroe, Louisiana. I'm covering the Donald Trump rally tomorrow night. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk about the Trump rally last night. In Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome into the program. Do me a great big favor if you would. Head over and find me at Real Matt Lock on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor, the Cartel Matt on Facebook, and America's Voice News, anywhere you can find it on your Amazon Fire Stick, Roku, Apple TV, YouTube, Facebook, the app on your iOS or your Android phone. Do it now. I will be live tomorrow night, but I want to talk about something here real quick. And I've got a clip of last night's uh, rally that I want to play here. It's about four or five minutes long. But uh, I'm sitting here last night, and what amazes me is what the mainstream media isn't telling you. And as I watch all of you folks out there heading to the rallies, doing the things you do, you know, going to see your president. Being happy, being carefree, being rejoicing, being enthusiastic, loving in the moment, and the numbers are astronomical. I asked myself last night, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, this really is what America is. This is really how we as Americans think. You know, because I read the news every day. I read the mainstream media every day. And you don't see this on the mainstream media. You don't see them touting what President Trump has accomplished, what he has done, how you feel about it, how you like him. I mean, I'm on social media last night and people are like, I'm not in Kentucky, but I'm watching the rally because I never get tired of watching our president speak. And I'm thinking to myself, are we just being played? And and I'm talking about, are we being played by the mainstream media? Are we being lied to? What is the truth today in our situation that is our country? How do you really feel? Because, you know, we see all these polls from 
CNN and MSLSD and even Fox News that say they want our president impeached, but then you show up. Then you show up at these rallies, and then I see the atmosphere. You know, and I'm going to be there tomorrow, and I see all of you out there you know, loving the fact of who our president is, loving the fact of where our country is, loving the fact of, you know, what your situation is. And the one thing that struck me, and I'm going to talk more about this here. I want to play this clip here in a minute. The one thing that struck me above all else, and I remember having a conversation with the late Doc Thompson. You'll remember that. I was over on Mojo Five O. And we sat around one night, we were at a board meeting, and we were talking strategy, and we were talking about what we wanted Mojo 5.0 to be. But even more importantly, we were talking about what we wanted the conservative cartel to be, the Doc Thompson show, what we wanted it to be. You know, the Izzos and the Rocky Stucci's and the Jeremy Hansen's and the Defenders, and at the time, all the programs that were on Mojo 5.0, and we were sitting there. And Doc said something very, just just very key. He says, you know, you can talk about a lot of stuff. You can be a certain way. You can have a certain stick. You, you can have a way that you deliver your show. You can do all this. But if you're not authentic, people will see right through you. President Trump is authentic. That's the word I would use to describe our president of the United States. He is who he is. He doesn't make excuses for it. He talks to you like a grown-up. He tells you what he knows and what he thinks, and you eat it up. Now, before I play this clip, I got to do this real quick. Make sure you head over to patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. Patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. This part of the program brought to you by patriots who love this country, who give you great cell phone service and coverage. Head over to patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. You'll get a couple activation fees waived. You'll get really taken care of. They're a great organization. They fight for causes that you believe in. Head over to patriotmobile.com forward slash Matt. Here is President Trump last night in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. Take a listen. Sending a signal by doing that to the rest of the country, to the rest of the world. That the Republican Party, you know what we stand for, but you see what's happening with the Democrats. They have gone crazy. The do-nothing Democrats, and they're not getting it done. Under Republican leadership, the economy is booming. Wages are rising. Confidence is soaring. Kentucky is thriving like never, ever before. And America is stronger than ever before. True. Kentucky's unemployment rate has reached the lowest point in the history of our country. That's not fair. And I want to just tell you that you have incredible representatives and the job that Matt Bevan has done as governor. He's had to do some things that you had to do, and he's done them unbelievably well. 
and it sets you up to be a rocket ship in the future. You had to do it. So I just want to thank him for having the courage to do what he had to do. But you have the best numbers you've ever had in the history of the state. And with the help of your Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, we have confirmed 157 judges to follow the Constitution as written. And we're supporting our police. We're rebuilding our military. We're defeating radical Islamic terrorists like never before. The monstrous animal known as al-Baghdadi is dead. And the man that took his place is dead also. American Special Forces gave the world's number one terrorist a one-way ticket to hell. No enemy on Earth stands a chance against the awesome power of the United States military, which is now stronger than ever before. We've rebuilt it, and it was all made in America. All made in America. And our country is winning again, and our country is highly respected again. But while we are creating jobs and killing terrorists, the radical Democrats are going totally insane. They want to obliterate the rule of law, drive out faith from the public square, sire, and you know this, silence you online, confiscate your guns, You better be careful. The Second Amendment, very, very important, very precious. They are after your Second Amendment with us. Nobody's touching our Second Amendment. And that includes the gentleman that's running against Matt. They're after your Second Amendment. We can't let that happen. They want to indoctrinate your children, you know this. Destroy anyone who holds traditional American values. All you have to do is ask the boys from Covington Catholic High School. So Trump goes on. I'm going to stop it there. That's at about five minutes. Uh, you know, he brought up Covington Catholic High School. Some of the things I find just absolutely amazing is, once again, I want to get into this just quickly. I'm watching... The rally last night, America's Voice News. I'm watching the president and how he speaks. I'm watching how the crowd 
reacts to him. Now, you just heard about five minutes of Trump's speech. And of course, he was there for well over, well over an hour. I think about an hour and a half. But listen to what he is saying. The economy, jobs, the military, respect around the around the world, trade deals. But you know what the thing that is amazing to me is the media has tried so hard. They have tried so hard to convince you that all of this has not happened. To convince you that you're not really seeing what's going on. That you don't understand that you have more money in your pocket. That you don't understand that you're better off than you were three years ago. That you don't understand how low unemployment is and how well the Hispanic, the African American, the Asian, how all communities are doing. You don't understand how well we're doing against ISIS and terror. And I, and I look at all of this and, and I and I kind of um, I, I, I compare it to where we were with the eight years of Barack Obama. Because the eight years of Barack Obama, it was all sunshine and roses, but yet it really truly wasn't sunshine and roses. It was tough. You know, we, we had a stagnant economy. Jobs were hard to find. This was the new normal, we were told. We had to get used to this. You know, this this was what was going to be the new normal. You know, jobs were going to be scarce. African Americans, Hispanics, you know, their unemployment was going to be high. You're going to have a hard time for your kids to find a job. It was going to be, you know, all this stuff. And I look and I compare it, and there just isn't any comparison. And, and now... When you got Trump out there saying that stuff, and I thought I talked about this, he hit on something that that was very just stood out to me. You know, he says the Democrats are trying to tear this country apart. That the partisans had pushed the Russian hoax in the Mueller scam, and then Mueller testified. He said that was a wonderful day for me, referencing testimony from the former special counsel. He called the Washington compost disgusting. Trump noted that the paper had reported that impeachment was coming just 19 minutes after he took office. 19 minutes. At 12.19 p.m. on January 20th, it was posted on Twitter that they were going to come after the president. Trump asserted that Democrats were crazy obsessed with the Russian conspiracy theories, knowing that Hillary Clinton claimed president can, presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard, also, was a, also a Democrat, was being groomed to be a Russian asset. Now, he had Mitch McConnell there with him. He had Rand Paul with him. You know, Rand Paul, he says, you know what? Do your job, media. Do your job and print the whistleblower's name. Paul also slammed Hunter Biden for obtaining lucrative roles with companies despite having no relevant expertise, while his father, a senator and vice president, pushed legislation affecting those companies. You know, Trump hammered. This is what's funny, too. I've been saying this now for weeks. Trump will run whoever he runs against into the ground. So Trump hammered sleepy Joe Biden. He called him an inept elderly man whose handlers lived in a state of perpetual fear 
of the next big gaffe. He also echoed, echoed Rand Paul's assertion that the Bidens were corrupt, saying the real quid pro quo was the money that the younger Biden received to curry influence with his powerful father. Yep. Trump says America is not for sale, and we're more determined than ever to drain the swamp. A lot of bad things are going to be revealed. The president then re reiterated his support for the Second Amendment. You heard that in a clip. In the wake of the former Democratic presidential candidate uh, Francis O'Rourke's exit from the race on health care, Trump vowed to protect those with pre-existing conditions by preserving their pre-existing physicians, a quip that the president said he coined on the spot. Oh, my goodness. That's kind of funny. But, uh, you know, as I watched all this, you know, Trump talked about abortion. He, he talked about how the Republicans weren't helping him, that he needed the Republicans to win. And if the Republicans did win, the media will cover it as a whole hum event. You know, because I'm going to tell you, I was reading some articles yesterday. And some of these articles are like, yeah, you know, we're looking at this right now. And Donald Trump's really on the ballot. And they're really not, they're not wrong. They're, they're not wrong because in essence, what is going on here is Trump is putting his name on the ballot for these candidates. You know, he's going out there and he's saying, you know what? You need to vote for this person because the Democrats are crazy. You need to vote for this person because we need to continue on with what we're doing. We need to continue on with what's going on. We need to continue with trying to turn this country around. We're not done yet. It's ta it takes more than four years. And, and you know, I, I knew this was kind of going to happen, but he's right. Look at all the corruption. Look at all the things that we're dealing with right now in this country. Look at what the president has had to do and what he has done in relatively short time in this country and with help from really nobody, not from the Dems, not from his party, not from anybody. I mean, you've got to, and I've said this so many times, you've got a small handful Oh, of, of what I would call conservatives who actually will want to go and fight for the president, who actually stand up for conservative beliefs that stand behind the president of the United States, that do the things necessary to help Donald Trump move this country forward. You know, and, and, and I want to end with this because I've already spent 20 minutes on this. This is what's going to have to happen moving forward. We're losing our voices on social media. I mean, it's not even, it, 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 we talk about it all the time and we know it. And, you know, Twitter is what Twitter is. Facebook is what Facebook is. You know, we, we don't have a choice in the matter. And once again, I know what Facebook is. I, I, I know what it is. You know, I know that it's free. I know how they treat me. I know it. And, and look, I, I know what I'm getting into, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. They are a private business. They can do what they want to do, but we are losing 
our voices on social media. So Trump is going to have to do what he is doing currently to have his voice heard. He is going to take the message to you. And after watching last night's rally, after paying attention to the way the media treated Barack Obama and how they treat President Trump, it is amazing to me how well Trump has done, how well our president has done. It's all because of you. It is all because of you. It's amazing. It's amazing what's happening in this country. It's amazing the attitude. It's amazing how you are. It's amazing to watch the people show up. It's amazing who who watches the video. It's amazing about what's going on. And that is what scares the left to death. All right. I want to take a real quick little break here. Do me a great big favor. Head over and visit the guys at Scars and Stripes Coffee. Scarsandstripescoffee.com. I've got some downrange in my cup. Oh, it's good too. Scarsandstripescoffee.com. S-C-A-R-S. Scarsandstripescoffee.com. Here's what they do. They are a veteran-run and operated business that have built an e-commerce platform that allows veterans to own their own businesses and sell fantastic coffee and merchandise and anything else. They get put in these small groups so they're accountable. So they've got people around them that are helping them grow their business, that are helping them deal with life, that are helping them transition back into everyday world that we live in. Because these men and women, they see some atrocious things. They're deployed. They're in theater. They come back. And, and, you know, we talk about 22 suicides a day. We talk about where they are mentally. We talk about where they are physically. This gives them a mission. It gives them a mission. It gives them a platform to go out there and be entrepreneurs, to do the things that they want to do, and to also make money. So I want you to do me a great big favor. I want you to at least check them out. You can head over to thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. I've got a link there up in the top for Scars and Stripes Coffee. Or you can go to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Order you some great coffee. Support a veteran. Do it right after this show. Scars and Stripes Coffee. Dot com. Okay. The view. I know I know that nobody watches this show. I know that nobody cares about this show. But there's some things going on in this country. Like I was telling you about the Trump rally. You know, we're watching the left. We're doing this stuff. Uh we're 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 watching them control the narrative. We're, we're, we're seeing the things that just completely aren't true. But Joe Behar came out after Francis O'Rourke got out of the, the running for the president. And she literally said on a clip, they should not tell everything they're going to do. She's talking about the Democrats. If you're going to take people's guns away, Wait until you get elected, then take the guns away. Don't tell them ahead of time. Now, telling them is you and I. Now, what is really scary is this is what Democrats believe. This is what 
they want you to do. I've got a clip here. I have to apologize. We're going to listen to some view. We're going to listen to about four or five minutes of the view today. Um, I, I apologize ahead of time. But listen to this. They're talking about Francis. They're talking about him getting out of the race. They're talking about guns. They're talking about the overall uh, position of the Democrat Party. It, it's kind of enlightening. Uh, here we go. It was not being able to swim. My next one. Okay. <laughs> I'm back. So congratulations to you all. But the presidential race just lost uh, a candidate when Beto O'Rourke announced he's ending his campaign. Now, he came out of the gate really strong, was on cover of Vanity Fair, said he was born for this. Uh, and people are saying, well, what happened? You know, what can other candidates learn from this? Anyone? Well, not everyone's born to be president, I guess. <laughs> That was maybe one of his first mistakes. I think the Democrats originally have gotten song. He was like the rock star. We yeah, had him on the was. show. Mm -hmm. If you remember, um, Oprah encouraged him to run. And you had a lot of Obama aides that told uh, campaign workers to go work for his campaign. He was sort of the one to watch. Yeah. He got a lot of money right out of the gate. Um, but clearly that's not what's what feeling on the ground. I, th I think he suffered from uh, premature evaluation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when when everything when he starts early and then you just sort of get to know them and he can't really step up to the plate as much as the anticipation. Well, the expectations. Yeah, so high. and he's kind mm -hmm. of young and a little bit callow still, and he made mistakes. And uh, better that he would have snuck up the way Obama did. I think you know Obama was like in the background, and then all of a yeah. sudden you say, "Hey, wow, look at this!" It yeah. happened the opposite with Beto. It was like, "Oh, oh okay, that's true." You know, and that's the which problem. is never what you want to happen. Yeah. yeah. There's still so many people, though, still in the race. Yeah. 17 people. Marianne Williamson. He got out before Marianne Williamson. Yeah. She's still in the race. That's a pretty she's amazing race. But yeah. is that a cautionary tale? Like, shouldn't people maybe start getting out now? I mean, because I, I think that's why sometimes I don't know that I believe in the polls because there are just so many people still there. I mean... Tom Steyer, Joe Sestak, who is that? Like I, I, I Tom like, Steyer, we had him on the show. No, Tom Just, Steyer, yeah. I know, but Joe Sestak, like I, I was kind of like is. Wayne Messam, John Delaney. You know, I, I just, there are so, there's still so many people still there. Is it too late yeah. for a new moderate to emerge? I mean, is it possible that some new person is going to just come out? I think yes, everybody it is possible. Ought to, it is, I right? think everybody ought to just. Is it too late for some other moderate to emerge? Here we go. Here we go. They hate what is going on. They're the Democrat Party. This is exactly what the Democrat Party thinks. Is it too late for some other moderate to emerge? We'll keep going here. Calm down. Because, you know, people keep waiting for something. Here's what I think is happening. People are waiting for someone to be the one so we know what direction to go in. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen that way. Mm. You have to pay attention mm -hmm. to everybody so you know what's happening. <coughs> you, can't, you can't slip this one in. You have to pay attention to it. And you got to listen and hear what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Well, I, yeah. was, I was reading also, that. Go ahead. No, I mean... And I'm sick, so just like, I'm, but I'm not contagious, so just give me a second. Um, I will say that I was, that's why I wasn't here on Friday. Um, Beto, when I, my husband 
told me that he got out of the race. I think he's actually like a beta test for why going national so quickly and being beloved yeah. by the media is always dangerous. Yeah. I said that when he came on here with the Vanity Fair cover. He raised $80 million. Obama was publicly drawing comparisons to him, mm-hmm. like saying like he, he's like me and the, he got a ton of Obama staff. I will also say that his stance on gun buybacks, um, Mayor Pete said it was a shiny object that distracts from achievable gun reform. Chris Coons said it wasn't a wise policy or move and that clip will be played for years at Second Amendment with rallies with organizations that try and scare people by saying that Democrats are coming for your guns. He also made um, some statements about religious institutions being um, getting their tax exempt status, excuse me, removed from them um, because they if they didn't support same sex marriage. So he did a lot of like battleground <laughs> culture war, and he ran as the most left, most woke candidate. And look where he ended. One of well, the first. Yeah, they should the not tell everything they're going to do. Like if you're going to take people's guns away, wait till you get elected, then take the guns away. <laughs> Listen to the crowd. <laughs> they shouldn't tell everything they're gonna do. They should. They should get elected first. <laughs> oh my goodness! Tell them ahead of time. Which, by the way, that's what that's what people like me think you're gonna do. That's what people like me think's gonna happen. But, so but I appreciate exactly, his honesty. That's exactly because you're saying don't be concerned. But that's it. Sounds. Well, I didn't say don't be concerned. I said calm down. Mm-hmm. Because everybody wants the answer now, and it's just not going to come overnight. I think you have to but do. But someone that does do seem a little bit, and I'll use the word concerned, is Nancy Pelosi. And I got an alert on my phone over the weekend, yeah. as I'm sure you did, and she's speaking out to the Democratic Party, saying, "If you want to win this election, you got to speak to the middle of this country. You can't be someone that just represents San Francisco and California." Well, I don't so think we got to reel it back re- in. Boom! There it is. And I'm not going to go any farther because these ladies are crazy. I mean, I don't know how you listen to The View or watch that crappy show every day. But Megan McCain, yes, this is what's wrong with you. This is why people don't like you. Because Republicans believe that once you get elected, you're going to take our guns. You're going to do exactly what you said right there. Don't tell Americans before you take them. Um, Joy? We got a little thing called the Second Amendment. Come and get it. Come on and get it. Because I'm going to tell you, I'll give you my gun one bullet at a time. And then you're going to have to pry it from my cold, dead hands. I'm so sick of listening to the... But this is this is a clear picture of who the Democratic Party is. This is why Francis did not make it. I mean, he literally came right out and said, I'm going to take away your guns. That is not going to happen. We are not that country. The only reason we are still the, the, the greatest superpower on the planet is because we have the Second Amendment to protect the first. There there are riots going on right now. There are protests in Iraq. There's protests in Hong Kong. These people want what we have freedom. They want the the ability to make their own choices. They want the ability to live their own way. They want the ability to raise their children. They want the ability to live life free and they don't have it. They wave the flags over there. They play the national anthem over here and we got a bunch of goofball Antifa and the left saying we don't need that. We want socialist control. No. No. We don't. We don't want socialist control. We don't want the Democrats telling us what to do. We want the freedom to make our own decisions. And I'm telling you, this is why, right here, this is why we don't trust the Democrat Party. Because Joy Behar let it slip 
and she told you exactly how the party feels. They want to take your guns. And if they, the Democrat Party, were smart about it, they just wouldn't tell you until they got elected. Quote, they should not tell everything they're going to do. Why should Now, I want you to think about that for a second. Shouldn't a politician tell you everything they're going to do? Shouldn't a politician be held accountable to you? Shouldn't a politician say, you know what? Like, uh, let's say President Trump. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And guess what Trump has done? All of it. Now, Pete Buttigieg has come out. This is a good segue here in in, in this little deal. Because Buttigieg, Buttigieg, he's come out and he claims Donald Trump has broken every promise he's made. Now, I think something's in the water with the Democrat Party because Bernie Sanders came out over the weekend and said, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 my, my, my policies, my policies aren't that far left. They're not that far left. They're not far left. They're what Americans want. No, they're not. They're not what Americans want. Americans want accountability. Americans want people who do what they say they're going to do. They want people who are trustworthy and authentic. That's why President Trump resonates with the country. Don't tell people ahead of time. They should not tell everything they're going to do. They should tell you everything they're going to do. That is the problem. People don't trust you. They don't trust their government. They don't trust their elected officials. They don't trust you to do what you say you're going to do. And then along comes President Trump, and holy cow, he has done everything he said he's going to do. And people are like, wow, these are the kind of politicians we want. Buttigieg claimed on Monday that President Donald Trump had broken every promise that he had made quote we're going to win because this president has no good answers and he's broken every promise that he's made Buttigieg claimed on CNN on Monday contrary to Buttigieg's claim the president has successfully delivered on a number of promises that he made, including the following. Let, 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 let's go through them for Mr. Buttigieg, who has his head so far up his ass, he just must not get it, or he's just an outright damn liar. So Trump withdrew us from the Iran nuclear deal, uh, withdrew us from the Trans-Pacific Partnership trade deal, and renegotiated NAFTA, withdrew from the Paris Climate Accord, imposed steep economic tariffs on China, Approved the Keystone XL pipeline. Bombed the crap out of the Islamic State terrorists. Ended the individual mandate for Obamacare. Signed historic tax cuts to boost the economy. Selected two conservative judges for the Supreme Court. Rebuilt the military. Moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. Pressured more European companies to keep NATO defense commitments. And declared China a currency manipulator. Trump continues working on his promises to build a wall on the southern border, and to slow illegal immigration, and he is showing progress. He also has successfully wielded economic trade tariffs to bring China to the negotiation table, 
with a first stage agreement pending. On the economy, the president continues to deliver record low unemployment numbers in the United States and big stock market gains. You know what? The Boudigay campaign, they weren't available for comment. Of course they weren't. And those are just some. You know, here's the thing too. I was flipping through stories last night. Stock market hit another record high. Hit another record high. My wife looked at me and she says, look at, look at my 401k. It has grown exponentially over the last three years. Thank you, President Trump. We are watching something. We are watching a revitalization that has not happened in this country for decades. And the left wants to quash it. The left doesn't like it. Why? Because it looks bad for them. I'm telling you, as I sit there last night and watch the Trump rally, I could not be, I couldn't help but be struck by the fact that what you see in the news is not what happens in real life. <laughs> and I love the shirts behind Trump that said, read the transcript. I talked about it yesterday. There is no quid pro quo. There is nothing to see here with Ukraine and Trump. The actual quid pro quo is Joe Biden and his son. John Solomon came out with another um, article yesterday. I mean, this stuff is just crazy. Um, I, I shared it on my Twitter account last night. It's un unreal right here. Breaking memos detailing Hunter Biden's contacts with Obama State Department release. VP Sons, Ukrainian gas firm, pressured U.S. officials to end corruption allegations just a month before Joe Biden forced firing a prosecutor overseeing case. I mean, this is what we're seeing. Hunter Biden and his Ukrainian gas firm colleagues had multiple contacts with the Obama State Department during the 16 election cycle, including one just a month before Vice President Joe Biden forced Ukraine to fire the prosecutor investigating his son's company for corruption. During that February 2016 contact, U.S. Representative for Burisma Holdings sought a meeting with the Undersecretary of State, Catherine Novelli, to discuss ending the corruption allegations against the Ukrainian firm where Hunter Biden worked as a board member, according to memos obtained under a Freedom of Information Act. Just three weeks before Burisma's overture to state, Ukrainian authorities raided the home of the oligarch who owned the gas firm and employed Hunter Biden. A, single, a signal the long-running corruption probe was escalating in the middle of the U.S. presidential election. Hunter Biden's name, in fact, was specifically invoked by the Burisma representative as a reason the State Department should help. According to a series of email exchanges among U.S. officials trying to arrange the meeting, the subject line was for the email exchange simply read Burisma. Now, why do you think Hunter Biden's name was brought up to stop the allegations? Do you think they were buying influence? Of course they were. Of course they were. And here we go. There's, there is your corruption. There is what we're dealing with. Oh, yeah. Now we got Julian Castro laying off staff in New Hampshire and South Carolina. You got Kamala Harris laying off staff in New Hampshire. We're going to get, it's getting to the nut cutting time. 
you know what that, sorry, <laughs> it's a good place to stop. See, they, uh, when you geld pigs, cut their nuts off, you know, here we are, we're getting to that point. We're getting to the point where we're getting down to the brass tacks. We're getting to the point where, you know what? It's going to get awful tough with 17 Democrat candidates still in the race in 11 weeks to go. All right, we're going to switch gears here. Take a quick moment, head over to the matlockshow.com. Sign up for that newsletter. It'll be out this weekend, I hope. I'm a busy guy. Like I said, I'm jumping in my car right after this show. And I am heading to Monroe, Louisiana, where I am covering the Trump rally tomorrow. I'll probably work on the. I'll probably do some stuff from the hotel later today, um, get some stuff done. I've got the October giveaway. i got to pick that winner yet. We're going to get you out a couple, uh, a T-shirt and a hat, a pair of flip-flops, and a couple bags of that amazing, amazing Scars and Stripes coffee. So I will get with the winner on that here probably in the next few days. I'm a busy guy, but head over to the, 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 the matlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. Click on that Verve Forever link. You want to know about CBD oil? I'll, I'll tell you it works. I use the cream. There's a cream you can rub on your achy spots, on your, on your sore back, your knee, your hip, your elbow. It works really well. But there's CBD oil for you, for your pet. There's cream. I mean, it works. If you're at all interested in CBD oil, head over there and check it out. And I'll tell you what we'll do. If you're a first-time buyer, use Verb 50, V-E-R-V-E 50. We're going to give you 50% off that first order today. If you order over $100, we're going to give you free shipping. Free shipping, 50% off. If you're a frequent flyer. Verve 25 is the code you'll you'll use. You get a 25% discount, which is a fantastic deal. The, you know, the CBD oil is affordable. It works. I see testimonials all the time. People email me, Matt, this stuff works. It works for me. The cream works fantastic. I mean, you want to talk about something that works great. That cream, you rub it on. I rub it on my sore back. My back stops hurting, I would say, within two to three minutes. It's crazy feels good. It doesn't smell like Ben Gay or any of that crap. Remember the old, I mean, I, Ben Gay, that smell, I relate to old people and I'm getting old. <laughs> I keep telling my wife, but I am, I'm getting old. I mean, I'm 45 years old. I'm getting old. I'm getting achy. I'm getting, I'm 25 pounds overweight yet. I'm trying to still lose weight, but that cream works. So if you're in the market for CBD, head over to the, or the head over to the matlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. Click on that Verve Forever link. Do it right after the show. Get you that CBD oil, that cream. If you got a pet that's moving around, that's having some anxiety, it works. We use it for our pet. Verbforever.com. Head over to thematlockshow.com. Click on that Verve link. That's my link. That's how I get paid. Do it right after the show. All right. Baseball. Let's talk baseball, shall we? You know I'm a big baseball fan. Was a baseball player, was drafted out of high school. Love, love, love the game of baseball. Well, we had this big dust up when uh, President Trump attended game five of the World Series, which for the first time was happening in Washington, D.C., the Nationals, who used to be the Senators, who used to be the Expos, right? So there was a big stir right after the World Series when the Nats won, which, you know, I'll tell you, I didn't have a dog in the hunt. I'm a Braves fan. Y'all know it. I'm an Atlanta Braves fan. Love, love, love the Atlanta Braves. I've loved the Atlanta Braves since I could walk. 
but I didn't have a dog in the fight, so I really didn't care who won. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, a, I'm a National League guy. I hate the DH. They're, the pitcher should have to hit. That makes the manager actually manage the game. You have to do pitch hitters, double switches. You know, put in people for D. I like a good strategic baseball game. Not nine hitters facing the pitcher and just bomb, bomb, bomb away. No bunts, no hit and runs, no steals. I like a good National League strategic game, okay? So Nationals win. And what's the first thing we hear? Their closer, the do-little doofus. Why not going to the White House? I don't like President Trump. Why not going? I said back then. I said the day that story came out, I said, you know what? If I got invited to the White House, and Hillary Clinton were the president or Barack Obama, I would go. I don't agree with their policies, but they are the president of the United States. I would respect that office, and I would go. Because when's, when's, when are you going to ever get invited to the White House? I mean, it's kind of an honor, right? So Doolittle comes out, and he says, well, I'm not going to the White House. I don't like President Trump. Right? And the left cheered they all went to twitter oh look at this hero look at this guy who stands up against donald trump look at this guy look what he does he's the man they love it when he goes after donald trump so let's fast forward to yesterday the washington nationals show up at the white house kurt suzuki the catcher for the washington nationals put on a Make America Great Again hat in front of Trump and started speaking. And the left lost their effing minds. Oh, my God, he ought to be kicked out of baseball. Look what that son of a bitch is doing. Can you believe he put on that racist hat? I kid you not. I kid you not. Now, it's okay when Doofus Doolittle, I don't even know Doolittle's first name. It doesn't even matter. Doofus just sounds fine. When Doofus Doolittle says, I'm not going to the White House. I don't like President Trump, and I'm going to take a stand, the left cheered. But by God, if you love your country, and you love your president, and you play baseball, Major League Baseball ought to fire you. I mean, there were people on Twitter yesterday losing their ever-loving mind because Kurt Suzuki put on a red Make America Great Again hat. I mean, there's one dipshit on there, the Palmer Report. I don't even know how that dude got all of his followers or his fucking check mark, but he's a moron. Oh, did I just say the F word? Dang it. All right, I'm not bleeping that. I mean, seriously, the guy is a douchebag. Well, Kurt Suzuki ought to be fired from the MLB. The MLB ought to take charges. They ought to kick him out of the game. For what? Because he's a conservative? Hey, doofus. Hey, Palmer Report, I will tell you about 90% of the MLB is conservative because they're that evil, greedy 1%. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, I know many baseball players in, in Major League Baseball or know of them and have heard the backstories and have contacts with it. You know, they make a lot of money, and they don't like paying a lot of taxes. So a lot of these guys live in Florida. They live in Texas. You know why? 
So they don't have to pay any state income tax. And about 85 to 90% of the MLB are very conservative. But you would have thought the world came to a damn end when Kurt Suzuki put on a damn MAGA hat. It is amazing. So as the Hawaiian-born player stepped to the plate, so to speak, he plucked out, oh, excuse me, plucked out a red Make America Great Again cap and pulled it on. Much to the president's delight. I love him, Trump could be heard saying, before he wrapped his arms around Suzuki's chest. That's another. See, this is what this is what pisses the left off too. So let me, if you haven't seen it, let me let me give you the image. So Suzuki, Suzuki approaches Trump from the left. If you're looking at the stage, it's from the right, but it's actually their left. So Suzuki approaches the podium. Trump is left, if you're looking at the podium. Suzuki's coming in from the right. He comes into the podium. He pulls out his Make America Great Again hat, and he puts it on his head. Trump moves in behind him and wraps his arms around Suzuki and looks like, oh, that's so gay. What? Did you just call the president homosexual? Did you see how uncomfortable that hug looked? Did you see what the... They can't wait to find a reason to call the president out. And in a moment of just joy... The president hugged him, and the left called that out. He hugged him from behind. Suzuki has arms up. Trump put his hands around his chest underneath his arms and said, hey, love, love this guy, and then high-fived him where they went. They called Trump out for that. America loves that. I love that because that's just pure joy. It's pure human spirit of thank you. Thank you for backing my play. It shows that Trump is human. I saw this morning on, I think it was Breitbart, where Trump's thinking about going to the Alabama LSU game. And of course, all these knucklehead liberals are going to be like, oh, Trump shouldn't, oh my God, Trump shouldn't go. They had no problems. When Barry was attending baseball games, when Barry Obama was going to football games, he was a great commander-in-chief. But they cannot hold in their despise for Trump. And then what really blew their minds? Ryan Zimmerman. First baseman Ryan Zimmerman. He was the first pick of the Washington Nationals when they came to Washington, D.C., Ryan Zimmerman had the audacity to thank Trump, saying he kept the country safe and made it the greatest on the on earth. Then he presented then he presented to the president a number forty five Nationals jersey. There you go. There you go. Now there were some Nationals that did not make the trip. Okay, fine. It's America. You didn't have to. But there are liberals out there today losing their ever-loving minds because Kurt Suzuki and the Washington Nationals dared to go visit Trump and dared to love this country. Doesn't that tell you about the left? I mean, doesn't that just tell you about who the Democratic Party really is? They hate this country. They, 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 they find joy in people that hate with them.
They're sniveling little crybaby idiots that need to have their bottom spanked and put to bed without dinner for a night to learn the consequences of being an angry little crap. That's what they do. Now, here's another little story for you that's right in line with this Washington National story. I've talked about this before, and I'm going to talk about it again. Dancing with the Stars. It's a TV show. It's a TV show where 12 of them get picked. They go up and they dance with the professional dancer. They get judged every week. The audience gets to vote. And at the end, all it is is a popularity contest. That's all it is. It's a popularity contest. Sean Spicer's Dancing with the Stars performance outrages liberals as Trump encourages support. Former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer continues to advance on ABC's Dancing with the Stars, and the left is pissed about it. President Trump urged his 66.5 million Twitter followers to vote for Spicer on Monday, calling him a great and very loyal guy who is working very hard. As a result, Spicer received low scores from the panel of judges, but picked up so many votes from the viewing public that he wasn't even considered for elimination. Spicer's Dancing with the Stars survival triggered many critics on social media, and the New York Slimes even published a story by its in-house dance critic headline, No Sean Spicer Really Can't Dance. It's not about dancing, you fools. I mean, these people, I'm going to tell you once again, we can go straight back to the monologue I had opening this show. There is an overwhelming majority of people in this country who feel like they've been kicked in the dick or in the hoo-hoo. They're tired of the left slandering them. They're tired of of the Democrats running this thing into the ground. They're tired of being lied to. They're tired of watching Schumer and Pelosi and Schiff for brains and Nadler and Steny Hoyer and Maxine Waters and Ilhan Omar and AOC all run our country into the ground. They're tired. They watch it happen every day. So what do they do? They've decided to say F you give you the great big fat finger, and they're voting in droves for Sean Spicer. And it pisses the left off. You know why it makes the left mad? It scares them. It scares them because, you know, Rush Limbaugh was talking about this yesterday. Supposedly 51% of the country hates Donald Trump, right? If 51% of the country hates Donald Trump, how is Sean Spicer getting all of these votes? How are all of you showing up at rallies? How is all of this happening? You know, Jake Tapper, they went out on CNN. Jake Tapper went out and they were trying to find people who wanted to talk about impeachment and they couldn't find anybody. If the polls are correct and 51% of you hate Trump and want him impeached, one out of two of you should want it, right? They couldn't find anybody who was for impeachment. What does that tell you? The numbers are being doctored. 
the left is making up the narrative. The mainstream media is making up the narrative that you hate Trump when it's not true. You show up at rallies, you vote for Sean Spicer, you love this country, you're tired, and I'm telling you, you're going to come out and vote in 2020. Now, the New York Slimes has to bring in their dance critic to go after Spicer. We know he can't dance. He's short, he's white, and he's not really good on his, he's no rhythm. The Times called Spicer's victory over Kate Flannery outrageous and criticized the process in which the former Trump spokesperson advanced. We didn't make the rules. See, that's the thing with the left. When they don't like what's going on, when they don't like what's happening, they want to change the rules. Look at the Electoral College. They, they can't win in a fair fight. So we need to change the Electoral College. Why? Because they're bringing in all these illegal aliens to vote for the popular vote that puts them into the presidency. And now you see the left. Well, we're criticizing the process in which Spicer is advancing. He didn't make up the rules. Dancing with the Stars did. And if you don't want a popularity contest, don't open it up to outside voting. They do it with American Idol. They do it with all kinds of things where vote now, the voice, the whatever. It's to keep you engaged. They want you to continue to watch the program. And I'm going to tell you, I bet the ratings for Dancing with the Stars is through the roof. And I bet ABC is sitting back there just counting the dollars that are coming in because the more eyes you have on this thing, the more dollars you can charge for commercials during it but they're all spicer staying power has little to do with his performances over the past eight weeks he has been the weakest dancer on the show his low score from the judges has borne that out (sighs) cares he hides behind an egregious smile parting his teeth to make it look as though he's been caught mid-laughed. That smile seems meant to distract from his plan of attack, never actually performing a dance, but conquering it. These people are ridiculous. And they're pissed. There are really great dancers being sent home, but that is part of our show. It's always been the audience and the judge's perspective, so I'm not, I can't be mad at it, but it's frustrating. Well, then change the rules. And on top of all that, host Tom Bergeron protested Spicer's inclusion on the show when it was announced because he wanted to keep politics out of it. It seems Bergeron's fears have come to fruition, and the gray lady dance critic isn't the only person upset that Spicer keeps advancing. I mean, listen to this. Sean Spicer still being a contestant on Dancing with the Stars is proof that the apocalypse is coming. All my faces when at Sean Spicer announced safe on Dancing with the Stars. The judges, when they see that Spicer is safe for another week, Who the heck is voting for Sean Spicer? It makes zero sense. No, it makes all the sense in the world. You know who's voting for Sean Spicer? You. The men and women of this country that love it and that you want to poke that finger right in the eye of that ridiculous Democrat know-it-all piece of crap that tells you you're lower than scum because of how you think and they go to Twitter and tell you that Kurt Suzuki should be fired because he loves the country. That's who. We'll show you.
Sarah, Michelle, okay, who is voting for Sean Spicer? Show yourselves. They want us to show. They want to ridicule you. They want to go after you. They want to make sure you are doxxed. But by God, we don't know who the damn whistleblower is. We can't talk to them. We dox grandma and these meme makers, CNN does. But by goodness, you better show yourself, you people voting for John Spicer. Oh my God, you're crazy. These people are unhinged. Stop voting for Sean Spicer. I'm about to throw hands. Go home already, you dancing sucks. Sean Spicer is the number one germ Lysol just can't kill. I think it's funny. These people just don't know what's going to happen. Here you go. Democrats got to know they're not going to win in 2020. They can't even kick Sean Spicer off of dancing with the stars. Doesn't that tell you everything? The silent majority is alive and well. That tweet is exactly right there are a lot of people out there who are pissed and they're showing you their level of frustration right now on dancing with the stars i can't believe i spent 20 minutes talking about dancing with the stars in a maga hat but i did all right guys make sure you go over real at real matlock twitter instagram and parlor cartel matt on facebook get over there and follow the page if you don't and find me america's voice news Monday through Friday, 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern. Go check that out. Lock and Load is the name of the show. Make sure you're following America's Voice where all social media is. All right, guys. I'm heading to Monroe, Monroe Louisiana for today. The Matlock Show's out. Introducing the Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited 5% back on everything you buy at Walmart online. It's the perfect card for all your family's hints this holiday season. Like 5% back on the air fryer Grandpa told you about when he fell asleep in his chair. Mm, not fry anything. Or 5% back on the laptop your sister had carolers sing to you. Two turtledoves and a laptop for Carrie. The Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart online. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One NA. Introducing the Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited 5% back on everything you buy at Walmart online. It's the perfect card for all your family's hints this holiday season. Like 5% back on the air fryer Grandpa told you about when he fell asleep in his chair. Mm, not fry anything. Or 5% back on the laptop your sister had carolers sing to you. Two turtledoves and a laptop for Carrie. The Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart online. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One NA.